Alyssa. I am recording with Chris Emmer again. Welcome to the Ask the Duels podcast. How are you, Chris? Good. How so are you? we talked to you about sleep before. Mm-hmm. And today we're going to talk a little bit about being like a mom in business and how that affected us. But we were talking about this book you just read and the, the rage, the fire that it lights <laughs> under you about just how, I don't know, would you say like a mother in general or would you say a whole family is treated during pregnancy and like how we're just kind of disregarded during this postpartum time yeah and how we wish war was just like part of the whole process like you get pregnant and you just get x y and z instead of having to seek it out yourself and pay for it all yourself right that's the biggest thing is that there is this huge lack of support postpartum you're just like I, i guess i can only speak from my experience but i felt like it you know, when you're pregnant, you see the doctor every two weeks and people open doors for you and they smile at you and you just hold your belly and you're so cute. <laughs> and then you have the baby and it's like, wait, what? It's just a sh- complete shock. And it's like, now is the time I need people to be nice to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the hard part. Yeah. You're completely forgotten and it's all about the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody's holding a door open. I mean, I, how many moms do I see like trying to struggle with a toddler in one arm and push a stroller through a door? And I'm watching people walk. I'm like running up to her, like, let me get the door for you. Why are people just completely ignoring you? Blowing past you yeah. like you're not there. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know what your birth experience was, but there was like a, what was it, six-week checkup, eight-week mm-hmm. checkup maybe? Mm-hmm. And at that appointment, my um, OB said, and I quote, you are a normal person now. Go back to life as it was. Huh. And I was like, but uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and define normal, please. <laughs> How do you know I was even normal before? <laughs> but um, yeah, and then that was it. And then she scheduled me an appointment for, you know, one year out or whatever. It just a normal physical exam like you would have just as a person right. before kids. And that just felt like so shocking and kind of like, to be honest, just like cruel and unjust. <laughs> like that you're in this huge transition, the most incredible, important transition of your life and the bottom drops out and you're completely alone there. And we know that mental health is a huge issue postpartum mm-hmm. and there's no, I mean, there was really no education on that besides circle which happy face you feel like today yeah we've been talking to pediatrician offices a lot because they're oftentimes they see this mom and baby before that six-week checkup Mm. so they're the ones who are seeing this mom struggling with breastfeeding she's crying all the time we can tell she's not sleeping let's talk about her mental health even though you're here for me to see this baby i'll weigh the baby and do all the things i need with the baby but let's also ask mom so thinking about tests, you know, different, um, like the Edinburgh test and, you know, not just pick, like, don't just circle the smiley face. Like, let's really ask you some real questions. Yeah. Cause yeah, six weeks is too long. It's way too long to wait to see a mom mm-hmm. and then tell her that she's normal, go home and go on with life. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe somebody feels kind of back to normal again at six weeks, but sex is not the same at six weeks. Um, you might not even be completely like healed, especially from a cesarean, Maybe breastfeeding is still not going well. Like your boobs could be like, how do I deal with these leaky boobs and what's going on? Like (laughs) nothing is normal. There is zero, zero normal. And I think in that circumstance, being told you're normal now 
when on the inside you're like, this is anything but. I feel like an alien in my own body and in my own brain and in my life. Like, the, who am I? Like, yeah. you look in the mirror and honestly have no idea who you're looking at. And to be told you're normal, you, then it adds, I think, a layer of shame because you're like, oh, I'm well, supposed to be back. Well, I right, so what am I doing wrong? Yes, and then I'll like, you know, I think of the way that I handled that appointment. I probably just like smiled and giggled and said, oh, thanks, okay, I can go great. back. Yay, I can chaturanga again. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> see ya, yoga, bye. Right. You know, and just acted happy and normal and then got in my car and, you know, cried or whatever happened next, you know what I mean? But yeah, getting back to like what we were originally on, like, then now I'm almost a year out and I'm coming to a point where I can look back and I'm like kind of processing all the different stages and like reflecting on what everything meant and just getting really obsessed with this transition and like soaking up all this literature and how do we do it in other countries and my question for you is this like how do you come to terms with that like it feels so I don't know just unjust yes I I think Knowing that what we're doing at Gold Coast is just a small, small piece of this pie, right? Like we're one tiny piece of this bigger puzzle. Like I could look at the whole big picture and get really, really angry. But I have to, what can I do right here, right now for my community? But then even then I'm like, okay, so even in my community, there's just a small portion of the people who can afford this because it's not covered by insurance. Right. Um, So what about the rest of the community that I can't help? So we just, we do the best we can. Mm-hmm. And every family that we support, we support them the best we can. And we know that we're making a difference for those families. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to, in turn, hopefully kind of like pay it forward, right? Like either yeah. tell someone there's the support available or say, I struggle too. I'm going to help you. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister, my neighbor, my friend, be that support. Because maybe, maybe your neighbor can't afford to hire a postpartum doula, mm-hmm. but you have a group of friends who could step over. You know, I'm going to step over for two hours today. She's going to step over for two hours tomorrow. That's a really cool way to think about it. Like the ripple out effect kind of. Yeah. Because I do, like, the thought of there you need like a lactation consultant a sleep trainer like all these things where the lack is in other areas you end up having to find that somewhere else so what about people who can't afford these things but I love what you said that you could you know teach this one family this thing and then you know that that mom is on a group text with Mm -hmm. like 15 other people you know like I'm in probably five different group texts with different you know like my cousins that are also moms my friends from growing up that are also moms and we'll text each other like pictures of a rash or like say my kids not sleeping yeah absolutely and um the like trickle down of knowledge that's cool to think about that if you equip one family with the tools to do something that they can then kind of pay it forward. Yeah. And I, I think too, like about sleep. So I tried to make my plans very affordable, but there's always going to be people who can't even afford the most affordable package. So I'm like, what could I do? Maybe a class. So I'm actually working on a class right now where I can give new parents like some of this basic knowledge about healthy sleep habits. But again, like we talked with your sleep podcast, there's not just one solution that works. So I don't want people to think that by taking this class, they're going to walk away and say, I can now get my kid to sleep through the night. 
I will give you the tools that I can that are generalized to children in certain age groups. Mm-hmm. But then from there, they kind of just have to take it on their own if they can't afford to have me, you know, walk with them and hold their hand through the whole process. But I guess it's one step of like, what else can I do to reach those people who maybe can't afford everything? I think we're just slowly, we're, we're working on it. Mm-hmm. We're finding ways to infiltrate the community in so many different ways, whether it's volunteering. We used to teach free classes at Babies RS until they closed. Like that was one, another way that we could just get information into the community. Like let people know you have options. You here, you have a ton of resources in this community. Yeah. And here they are. That's so cool. Otherwise, yeah, you could get really, really, really mad about it. Yeah, you can get really mad. And I think that is the fire that burns. Like, that's what makes us passionate about what we do. Because it is not fair. Right. That moms feel so isolated and alone once they have a baby. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. And then take that passion and turn it into something that can Mm -hmm. help people. Yeah. Yeah. So so this kind of is a good lead into your new business. Because you, reflecting now back over the past year mm-hmm. and owning your own business mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I got this. I can do it all. Like, you know, during my maternity leave, right, air, in air quotes, because mm-hmm. um, you work for yourself. You don't really give yourself a leave. Mm-hmm. Like, life still goes on. You still have emails to deal with and all your social media stuff. And, like, looking back and saying, how can I help other moms when they're going through this transition. Yeah. So like, tell me how, I know we talked about it before on the phone, but like explain to everybody kind of what you went through Mm -hmm. and then what made you start this new business? Yeah. So a little bit of background info. I have a social media business. So I do social media for a handful of clients. And when I was prepping for my maternity, air quotes, maternity (laughs) leave uh, last spring, I thought I I was getting ahead of the game. I was like, Chris, you're amazing. Look at you pulling it together. I hired some people to my team. I started training them. I started onboarding them. I thought I had all my systems put together and I thought everything was awesome. I was like, I've... In my head, I was going to take at least one full month off, not even checking email, just completely logged off. In my head, I was like wearing a maxi dress in a field, holding a baby, effortlessly breastfeeding (laughs) with like sunshine. Um, Yeah, it was going to be awesome. And then I thought that I would just slowly ease my way back in and maybe come back in September. Meh. In reality, what happened was I had a C-section. My water broke one week early. I ended up having a C-section and in the hospital still just hours after my surgery, I was uh, like doing clients posts on social media and like doing their engagement because I hadn't tested my team. And I actually had a few people who I had hired who ended up just not working out. And so it all fell back on me because as a business owner, it does. And so that was, you know, just in the hospital and then getting home and starting to learn how to do like sleep training and breastfeeding and all, and even just dealing with my own healing. That was like more than a full-time job already. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to balance that with continuing to work. So there was zero maternity leave there. And that made my transition, which was already like really pretty tough, made it a lot harder than it needed to be. And I can see that looking back. I'm like, whoa, girl, that was nuts. But at the time, it felt like the only thing that I could do. Mm -hmm. And so that did, like we said, looking back and seeing that, I'm like, it fires me up. And I don't want anybody to have to do that. And I will do anything I can to prevent that for other people. So when I like see women who are pregnant and own their own business, I just want to like shake them and tell them like, you don't know what's coming. You need to prepare because I wish that somebody would have done that to me. But 
all I can do is offer to them what I wish I would have had. So I started a business now called Biz Babysitters. And what we do is we take over a client's social media completely. So we can handle posting, we can handle stories, we can handle DMs, engagement, comments, literally everything. We can handle your inbox as well so that you can log off totally in your maternity leave. Because there is such a temptation to just bust out your phone and there are so many things that you think that while you're breastfeeding or raising a newborn that you can quickly, easily do, um, you just can't. On that note, so I was a breastfeeding, you know, scrolling through my iPhone. I recently learned that there's an increased risk of SIDS by trying to multitask while breastfeeding because you can get your kid in an unsafe position. Like maybe they're not, especially a teeny tiny baby who mm-hmm. needs to be held in the right position they can suffocate on the breast. So that's another reason for a mom. Just put your phone down. Put your phone down. Yeah, stop multitasking. Two other things with that. One is the blue light that comes off your phone. If Mm -hmm. you're shining that in your baby's face in the Mm -hmm. middle of the night and then wondering why... Why they don't sleep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or why you don't go to sleep. I would get up and breastfeed my baby and be scrolling through Instagram, and then I would lay down in bed exhausted but completely unable to fall back asleep. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I'm like staring into glowing blue light right and the other thing is just the mental health aspect of social media there's like so many more studies coming out on this now but instagram is not good for our mental health and um you got to really like clean up your feed and be intentional about it if you want you know instagram or whatever app to not send you down a shame or comparison spiral Mm -hmm. and i remember feeling um while spending hours and hours on instagram and breastfeeding that this whole world was out there happening around me and I was watching all the fun things everyone was doing and I remember just feeling like I was stuck in this one place. Mm -hmm. So I could feel the negative effects of being on social media in my immediate postpartum very strongly. So I think that just acknowledging like maybe this might not be a great thing for you in a time when you are so tender and vulnerable. So how do you think, okay, so we talked about this and you know, you had said, I wish somebody would have told me all these things I needed postpartum. Mm -hmm. And then you were looking back through old emails and found one from me saying, Hey, you should take my newborn (laughs) class. And you're like, yeah, 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 I'm too tired. blah blah. And now you're like, well, shoot, I wish I would have done that. Right. So how do you tell moms who are pregnant going just like you did? I got this. I've got, I'm lining up all, you know, all the T's are crossed. I's are dotted. Like when I go on maternity leave, everything's done. I'm good. And Mm -hmm. you're going, no, No. you actually need to prepare. How do you, how do we reach? Maybe this is a question for both of us. Like you don't know what you don't know. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately this mom isn't going to know she needs you or me until she's already in the thick of it. And you know, losing her mind and crying and going, I can't handle this anymore. Um, I know. So maybe it's just education. You know, they need to be hear it over and over and over again that this is harder than you expect and you have to prepare ahead of time. Right. I don't know. This is like the hardest part mm-hmm. because you, you're exactly right. You don't know until you know. And I looked back this morning on that email that I had sent you where I was like, ah, I think we're good. <laughs> we were so not good. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, we would have talked about breastfeeding support and sleep and all sorts of good stuff. All the things, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. The the hardest thing, I guess all you can do is share your story and maybe it'll connect with some people. 
But I think that a lot of it is like in that state of like shock afterwards to be there to help out too. Yeah. It's so, sort of like a 911. I mean, and we have that, you know, a lot of people call us, we need postpartum help or I need sleep help. And it is, yeah. it's like, how soon can you start? But with your business, how, if I was a new mom and I had a, you know, I was in the middle of this social media campaign but you don't know anything like how would a mom do that 911 with you right would that even work it would okay because we've got systems set up okay. like our intake forms and everything i mean you would have to it wouldn't be as effortless Mm-hmm. You know, you would have to go through a lot of like onboarding because we need to figure out your voice, your tone. A lot of it we can do just from like stalking your account mm-hmm. and like eating everything that you already have out there on the internet. Um, but yeah, there there is a little bit of work that needs to go into like handing off the reins to somebody. Um, but I really like to tell people this. You thought that what you said earlier was cheesy. This is the cheesiest. It's a skill to chill. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) but it's for real especially for people who own businesses we don't just we are a weird breed of people where you don't know how to relax because you're so passionate about your business that it you know a second that you have to breathe you are probably dropping into your business Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was that way. No, I, I to, it's, I'm always on. And I think occasionally I'll, you know, let's say an appointment cancels or like I end up having an hour of free time. Mm-hmm. I find myself wandering. Like, I'm like, uh, like, I don't even know what to do. What do I yeah. do right now? Like I, I just finished all my work because I was supposed to be doing this other thing right now, but I can't like get out of that mode to just sit and read yes. or go for a walk or I'm trying to get a lot better at that. Like, it's beautiful out I should go for a walk but it is hard to get out of that mode and into chill mode yes so it takes practice Mm -hmm. because it's shocking Mm -hmm. and so I love to recommend to people to get started working together around 30 weeks go through all the invoice or invoices all the intake forms get everything put together so that you can start your log off at like 36, 37 ish mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. And in those last couple of weeks, you can start to practice relaxing and see what it feels like to not check your email and see what it feels like to not, you know, be in your Instagram DMs every 15 minutes or what, yeah. you know, fill in your vice of choice there. But you can start to slowly, just like how you want to phase back into working, you can slowly phase out of it. And you know, like you don't know what's going to happen towards the end of your pregnancy. You could go into early labor, you could be like, want to nest so bad that you just wander around home goods for like eight hours (laughs) so I love to tell people to start early start around 30 weeks then slowly phase it out we can work out any kinks and then you can practice for like maybe a week maybe two weeks seeing what it's like to be completely stepped back and completely relaxed and I think that's a great way to mentally and physically prepare for your immediate postpartum as well so that you aren't tempted to like that little reaction that you get with your thumb when you turn your screen on where it just like goes to Instagram and you don't think about it you can start deprogramming that now that's really smart so for any moms who are listening to this and going oh my god I need that like I'm a business owner I'm pregnant whether it's your first or fourth right like you can use this Mm -hmm. how do they find you you can find me on Instagram, of course. Of course. And you have a beautiful Instagram feed. I oh, love it. I'm such a nerd for Instagram. <laughs> I love it so much. So on Instagram, I'm Biz Babysitters. And you can find every other piece of information from that point. Okay. Instagram is like the hub. Yes. Um, and then bizbabysitters.com is the website. Okay. 
I also have a free maternity leave planning workbook for anybody who is like coming upon your maternity leave and you're not sure you want to work with somebody. This is totally free and a good way to just get started wrapping your head around a game plan. And I can download that on your website. Mm-hmm. Bizbabysitters.com backslash freebie. Lovely. <laughs> well, thanks for joining me today. Is there anything else that you want to say about either your business or this crazy mess of being a mompreneur? <laughs> I think it's such an interesting cool breed of woman like and there's so many more of us now Mm -hmm. it's like a a big shift is happening I think and it's really cool to be part of it I have a daughter and so do you so I think it's really cool like as Sam gets older like she's going to see you Mm -hmm. as your own boss like Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool Mm -hmm. like that my daughter knows that I own my own business and I'm my boss and I work when I want to work and I'm going to get better at working less (laughs) but I just think it's a really cool empowering like that in and of itself is really empowering it is Julie the postpartum doula Mm -hmm. at Cold Coast left me a sticky note she always leaves little sticky notes that and I save all of them that's so cute Um, she left a sticky note that said you are setting a good example for your daughter and I was like tear (laughs) (laughs) oh Julie she's the best yes we love her too yeah so I guess also just a reminder that you're not alone, even if you feel that way. We're all feeling it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. help help a sister out. Like, don't stop this mom shaming stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you are no better than another mom. Or don't even make yourself try to look better than another mom. We're all struggling in our own way. Totally. No matter what stage, six weeks or six years, we all have different <laughs> struggles. Yeah, and different areas of thriving as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. Thanks, girl. Thank you. Well, you can, as always, find us at goldcoastdoulas.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and then you can listen to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. These moments are golden.